So, now I know how Robert, to set up my stuff. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the studio. Thank you very much yeah. for your time. Anytime. So, I really appreciate you being able to carve out some time in your busy schedule with family and everything and work to uh, come out here, and make it uh, make it in the studio and do the show. So, That's thank you very much. For Anytime, Glenn. Let's rock and roll, baby. Right on, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. So. Usually I'd start off by asking the guests and typically I'd want to know kind of to tell everybody kind of who you are and what you're about before we get into the, the thick of it. Usually I'd wonder about like the transition period from leaving high school to post-secondary, but when we kind of talked a bit beforehand on the phone, you mentioned yours is relatively different from what yeah. mine would be or my friends or family, right? That's right. So take us through then the difference of it. Like take us through from that time period where, you know, teenager, whatever, growing up to kind of full circle where we got to now and then we'll, uh, we'll go through it as we go. Well, for myself, um, leaving high school, um, I was in a position where I signed, well not signed, I was in negotiation with a scholarship to Georgia because I wanted to go to Georgia. Uh, the Olympics were there. I wanted to turn the, the city and the fans sort of my home field. So when the Olympic happens, it's my people. Yeah. I control the crowd. 100%. So that didn't work itself out um, because everything that they promised me, I wanted on paper. That's including a car, uh, that's sure. including all the other stuff. And they're like, we ain't putting that on paper. You're crazy. I said, listen, <laughs> if I'm leaving what I have, a car yeah. and different things here, why would I come down there and not have a car? Yeah. I'm used to a way of living here. Exactly. That same way over there. For so, sure. They said to me, well, we will give you what you want, but we can't put it down on paper right? because of legality. I said, well, I have a lawyer. That's you have to figure that stuff out. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> so other than that, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go pro. Um, I'm going to get the same, better competition. Nice. I'm going to be paid for racing instead of not getting paid to race. Yeah. And I make sure in all my agreements uh, with all my sponsors in Canada mm -hmm. that they pay for my school as well. So it didn't matter where I go Amazing. in the world. I got a four-year deal where they'll pay my education along the way. Amazing. So at the end of the day, I'm still winning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the best case scenario, right? Yeah. So I took the other route and decided to go pro um, and then... Traditional people go to university and different things, but right. um, in my circumstance where I was, I was one of the top two fastest in North America. Amazing. Um, and with a Nike uh, deal at uh, grade, uh, grade ten, I had my first Nike contract. So, um, and then with some great support locally, uh, Investors Group, Inco, and a lot of these guys, which don't sponsor individual, <laughs> um, but because I'm a smooth talker at the time. Um, at the time. At the time, and I was able to understand the marketing yeah. and the branding and the packages. I was able to articulate enough and come up with a plan where they believed of what I was going to do. Right. Considering I was a small package, but I tell them great things come in small packages. Amazing. Right? Yeah. And uh, they believed in a dream, um, nice. and they stood by it, and... Um, the first year on, we're getting mad advertisement and front cover of paper, Toronto Sun, Stars, you know, uh, Global Mail. So I'm on yeah, some amazing, of these. Yeah. So when you're looking at marketing-wise, just say, for instance, the Toronto Sun. If you're on the front page of the Toronto Sun, say even the sports section, yeah. the value a sponsor or a company would pay for a full page or a half page front yeah. of that is like $50,000. Oh yeah, now so, yeah. So now, when you do the numbers and the marketing, how many times I'm going to be making those front pages and sports section, and uh, the association it equals into sponsorship dollars. So right. they're able to take some of that marketing money and put it my way. So that's how I look at selling the brand and, and accomplishing what I needed to accomplish. So that's the route I went to go pro. Man, that sounds very, very like it sounds like you were further along for your time in terms of the way like how aware you were of the branding because now it's all out there we know kind of the strategies to yeah. take right and the approach but it seems like you knew before like at such a young age well about, why is that i've it's always said you know it doesn't matter what age you are and especially when you're younger i always tell younger kids have a mentor so a lot of my friends and yeah. mentor were in their 20s 30s up to 80s. I had friends that are 80s, right? I go to bingo yeah. hall and they give me stuff, and, you know, because uh, part of the fundraiser yeah. we do uh, once a week was uh, bingo. Nice. Right? And I became friends with 
the right people in the right circle mm. uh, and learn from them. So when they right. talk, I listen. So one of the things I learned was to be able to be great is not to duplicate or not to make as much mistakes. But by listening and learning from others, it allows you to minimize those mistakes and the wisdom of those others. Right. So by utilizing those and listening, I picked up some stuff along the way. Plus, I think it was grade 10. I had my first lawyer. <laughs> so with spending time in the yeah. law offices, literally, I thought I probably was going to be a lawyer. Uh, because like 15, 16. I, I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to read the tricky words. Amazing. And the rule is always read the fine print. The substance is in the fine print. The substance yeah, is so in the fine print. That's how they get you in the yeah, fine print. I bring out the binoculars and I'm going through the fine print. You know, because you know it's small. Maybe that's oh, yeah. Right. Maybe so that's why. Fine print, right? Maybe that's why now it's I need some, some glasses, you know, because going through those fine prints. Yeah, it does something to your eyes, eh? Yeah. So, what's interesting about that, and we talk about like the learning and like the importance of the learning from other people's mistakes. I think yeah. there's a quote. This like a business mentor of mine yeah. nowadays. He used with me once. He's like, "Smart men learn from others' mis or smart men learn by making mistakes." All right. Or learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Wise men learn from other people's mistakes. That's, and when you said kind of like the yeah. wisdom with it, I was like, yeah. Because you're making it. your own, it could be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right? So if you can learn from others, then um, I call it accelerated learning. <laughs> right? right. So it allows you to accelerate your learning by minimizing the damages along the way hmm. or the headaches along the way. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, because it's a proven fact. If somebody have done it, then it's proven it. Why are we going to reinvent the wheel? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no point doing it. It already rolls. Exactly. So yeah. you know it works, so let's jump on it. Right. Sorry. Uh, your, your heater here is heating up my leg like a, oh. a turkey. Let me see if I can move it back. Maybe on the new that? Yeah, Better? Yeah. Better? Woo! Folks, yeah. I felt like I was in Jamaica right now. <laughs> Man, I wish we were. <laughs> Jeez, I can't deal with the snow. But uh, anyways, yeah. What um, So... What I want to know, what I'm curious about is, so take me through now from when you got into the pro career to like when you started running like in world championships yeah. and Olympics, how did that kind of... So for myself, um, the process usually is in Canada, um, they design a rule to protect the number one. So part of that is you have to run A standard at least once and a B standard say for the 100 meter like a B, season yeah right okay. so the b standard is like 1034 the a standard is 1018 right yeah, so fast. whoever on the 1018 gets in the higher ranking so right. you've got five of us some of the five fastest men in the world at the time in the, in the yeah. world <laughs> so we all run our stand our a standard uh, each three of them for yeah. the year and some b's so now you have to go to the trials and you have to get top three Right. In the finals to be able to compete in an individual event. Interesting. And then okay. top six, um, you're going to a, a relay pool. Within yeah. the pool, they'll take the top four, and the other top two could come from, like, say, hurdles mm -hmm. or the 200 meters or a different or an athlete who does the long jump yeah. but also does a 100 meter. So what happened is that last two spot it opens up not necessarily to, for the fifth and the sixth person, mm -hmm. but to other athletes who do compete once in a while in a hundred uh, but could be world ranked right like for instance you take say mark mccoy yeah. mark mccoy run 1008 he would be top whatever in the country yeah. but he doesn't run the hundred all the time no. but he's a specialist in the hurdles but now you can put him on the relay team if you want to have Amazing. the best relay so that portion that last two protects other athletes who may not want to do the hundred such as even glenroy yeah. glenroy would love to do the two minimum the, the hundred because he's the better in the two right but he'll run the two the hundred to be ranked but a lot of times he'll run the 200 at the championships yeah. at the worlds or stuff like that right. but he's able to qualify for the relay okay <laughs> and so then, like yeah. tactical approach yeah. to that and then mm -hmm. what happened after that is um if you're the number one going in with standard mm -hmm. although they pick the they pick the first two automatically yeah. in the uh cross the line right in the hundred but the third spot is reserved for decision-making by the board. So although you may get third, you still yeah. may not make the team if a guy runs faster but they were hurt. 
yeah. they may consider him to take that third spot oh, to protect wow. to protect the superstar. Weird. So we we sort of call that the Donovan Bailey Bruni um, uh, rule because yeah. it came in effect at that time. There was a lot of injuries the year before, and if you you're ranked number one, he mm. was ranked number one going in the world. Right. But we know if you get hurt, you can't compete. No, right. Works. Just like yeah. the U.S. I don't yeah. care. One, two, three. That's it. Jamaica. Yeah. Everywhere else, it's one, two, three. Cross the line. Right. So 100%. If you didn't run and you're the world fastest, who cares? Yeah, nobody but cares. You didn't run. We want to protect the brand. Yeah, we wanted to protect the brand. Whoever's that fastest, if something happens, is still giving an opportunity to be on the global stage. Uh, and that rule is kept in place ever since. So you know, if he's the fastest, but he doesn't like make world championships, or he doesn't or something right? happens, or something, he can't be in the semis. There could but he can be, run the... there could be considered wow. to take so that race, spot. Maybe he's injured for his individual, but you put him in. All right. So those those were some of the rules that designed. Um, so for myself, you know, um, I've always trained to be like. I want the world record just like the next person. 100%. Right? Yes, I have a lot of things against me, you know, from Sudbury. What the hell is in Sudbury? Mosquitoes and potholes and different yeah, things. Potholes I indeed. said, oh, you forgot we have rocks. Yeah. So the rocks, awesome. the rocks is the foundation, right? And they don't know what I'm doing here. I'm training hard. Yeah. And I go down there and I compete, and they better bring the A game. Right, I even remember one time uh, in the early days, yeah. I show up at a meet, I pull up in my Honda Accord, right? Boom, pulled up, slept in the car. Amazing, you know? yeah. But there were the the races were two hundred and fifty dollars per race, um, so I ran in like three races, clean up, I make myself seven fifty, yeah, right, and then laugh at them and go home. I go to the next meet. Donovan rolled up back then when he yeah. first came on the scene. He was in the stock market, so he rolls up in a 911 Porsche. Beautiful white Porsche. I'm talking top, top. Boom, it was nice. I was like, <laughs> right? And then he, he likes to show up, and I show up late. Yeah. And the starters them love me, know who I am. So one guy's like, no, 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 Robert's entered in the race. We need to wait for Robert. Back Amazing. Then, back then I was the Flash, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the Flash is coming. So come down. I showed up 10 minutes uh, before race time. Yeah. They're upset because now they have to wait that extra 15 minutes right. for me to properly warm up. Right? Amazing. And, and back then, he was a king and the six foot, what, yeah. uh, who cares? I'm from Sudbury. I'll whoop your ass anyway. That's the mindset. So anyway, I roll up. The gun went, boom. All right, whoop their ass, laugh at them, gave them a box of Kleenex. They've been sponsored by Kleenex, cried on the way home. Right? So I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So I'm you. like, maybe next time you're you a Porsche. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that's a kind of, um, you know, being Jamaican and being, you know, um, we love to trash talk. Yeah. So Fun. that's my way of trash talking. Yeah. Right? And, then, and that, I think over the years, that's what brought where they didn't really care much for me. Right. Because, you know, yeah. I'm the guy that's going to shake shit up. <laughs> right? So I don't care who... If, if my mama got a lane, yeah. my mama got to run. That's how I roll. <laughs> right? So because of that, I don't... Uh, yeah. I wasn't heavy. loved. Um, and I was the baby of the team, too. So oh, okay. who for you to come and try to ruffle... Yeah, the young guy. The king. Big mouth young kid, yeah. Just like Pretty when you stunned. watch Andre DeGrasse and Hussein yeah. Bolt and Andre's challenging him in the, in the 200 and looking around. Bolt looking and saying, no, 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 no. He's like, hey, hey, I'm not here to work this hard right now. What the hell wrong with you? It's the same combination. Yeah. David and the Goliath, right? I'm coming slinging. <laughs> right? I'm ready to knock him down. I, I even probably put a rock in my slingshot yeah. from Sudbury just to knock him down a little notch. But yeah, that's the fun piece about... Uh, my competitive days and to qualify you have to be able to um, get top three make the team go to worlds mm -hmm. I went to my first world championships in 1993 after so many injuries uh, as a junior athlete uh, I lined up uh, between Carl Lewis one of the greatest sprinters of all time amazing and I remember it was three years before four years before I was in Martinique because I was still in high school and I, uh, I went to the meet. Every person in the race was an Olympian, except for this kid from high school. And these guys, I think they went like 10-1. I went like 10-8. Wow. Right? Jeez. You could have called me an Uber back then. Yeah. You know, hey, I have me cross the line here. Hey, Uber, Uber. <laughs> right? So I, I went back to the drawing board, and I worked, and I worked, and I worked. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking around, and I'm in the quarterfinals. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, holy smokes, Carl Lewis. You don't remember me, do you? He's like, no, who the hell are you? I said, well, now they call me the Flash. He says, the Flash? 
Say, oh yeah, you better make sure you Love hold it. on, cause cameras now start to speed up them new new cameras to try to catch up with my start and stuff. I was deadly. I was like, yeah, whatever, kid, move the hell on, man. Whatever, kid. <laughs> you know. So yeah. yeah. So I know the gun went and I came blazing out the blocks. 60 meter, I have it on lock, because yeah. I just ran the fastest time this that year in the world for the 50 meter dash. Right. So he's probably wondering what the hell going on up ahead, right? Yeah, then I saw yeah, about yeah. 70 meters, yeah. I saw his long legs start lifting. You're like, uh-oh. Right? 80 meters, I saw the foot extended. I'm like, oh, snap. We dipped through the line, and he just got me at the end. No. He came back to me and said, who are you again? I said, no disrespect, Mr. Lewis. I'm Robert, a.k.a. The Flash. He goes, you're going to be famous. Said, no problem. By that time, <laughs> no I, problem. <laughs> by, by the time of the end of the race, Come I'm, on. I'm all over the jumbo screen. Oh, I'm, big, I'm one of the big names in Germany now. <laughs> so I end up finishing that world championship, my first world championships. I end up 11th uh, overall um, with Kevin um, Sullivan um, being one of the youngest guys Jeez. at the world championship f finishing yeah. uh, bronze medal. And top 23 in the world rankings <laughs> uh, in the 100 meter right out of high school. So that's how the the Flash be became his name. And then ever since then, I you know won a couple world champ indoor medals uh, on the world stage relay team. Yeah. Um, we won uh, Worlds 95, went into Commonwealth in 94. We were number one there. 96. Well, what yeah. can I tell you? We locked down the United States on the soil and. Let's go. Spanking baby. <laughs> All right, 97, went to Greece at the Worlds, locked that baby down again. So we were undefeated uh, for five years straight. Yeah. No hockey team, no other team in the country, except for Jamaica now that went, I think, five years undefeated. But Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we were locked. Jeez. So what's crazy, I want to add this little, like, little tidbit thing uh, that I've noticed about you. So I don't know if you've been drinking from the Fountain of Youth, but my birthday was July... First, 1996. What? Yeah. Boom. Oh, by the way, you get, so. he's a great young man. He's a cancer just like myself. July 1st, he came partying. And right after that, we would spill over <laughs> to start, July 1st. fresh summer. That's right. right. Oh, that's so. amazing, man. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, so... I'm like, that was a while ago. Like, yeah. No, we're 25 years. Well, at least so, you, you learned to join the party. You came on yeah, joining the party. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, you've had about... Over 25 years in like the athletics and a world coaching, competing, mentoring. What is something that you've noticed, like that Athletics Canada does really well, that they've done over the test of time, and what is something that you wish you could change? Ooh, I stopped following Athletics Canada. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Um, there's so many politics. Yeah, it's probably good back thing. then um, that I, when I retired. I unplugged myself from the, the sport um, huh. because it, it, some of the, there were so many bad tastes in my mouth um, and, and things that they did to me, yeah. um, you know, was a lot of uncalled for things, but uh, I wish and hopefully, uh, what I would like to see um, is the athletes get taken care of. Right in '88, um, there was so much drama and things that was happening mm -hmm. with the drug situation, yeah. and we, myself, Donovan, Bruni, Glenroy, Carlton, we rebranded and took Canada to another level mm -hmm. because of us and our body of work. They're able to make millions of dollars with our brand, and we didn't get anything necessary from that. So, yeah. um, and they've ride that for a long time. They've been doing it, yeah. They've been doing it. Yeah, and years. I'm hoping that they could set up the people who are like Andre now, they're riding Andre's back, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And those oh, guys, yeah. and what he's accomplished, because they get a percentage marketing, they get the market, they get the budget, yeah. and they pay a whole bunch of staff and all kinds of stuff, yeah. but don't take care of the athletes. They should be... A retirement fund from some of this for those athletes who have paved the way yeah. and you've made money and millions of dollars like off of this royalties and something right something. Brand would be nice not only just for that start but f for those athletes yeah right um, so that's what I'm hoping yeah. and that may change is that you take better care of 
the athletes who help give you those jobs, mm. who have put money in those situations. Right. Right? Because they're global athletes. Mm -hmm. And with that global, Canada brand becomes bigger. Yeah. When we win, worldwide, everybody wants to wear Canada. Our outfit was the biggest thing that people want to trade. Yeah. And guess what? Tourism has gone up because they want to go to Canada. Yeah. You know how many people want to go to Jamaica? Tons. All the time, yeah. <laughs> right? Because of the brand. Hussein, all those yeah. guys are a brand. So when they're representing that country, that country now becomes big on the global stage. Same thing like World uh, Cup soccer. Yeah. But they don't do anything for those athletes as a brand. We all should be ambassadors for the rest of our lives traveling the world yeah, like some little with bit, an ambassadorship yeah. now we don't have to deal with all this other lineup and all, all these other things we represented your... our country so yeah. i would love to see some of those changes um That's for those really athletes point. Yeah. it may not happen for my era but yeah. for future stuff um is to take care of the people who took care of your ass yeah because of those jobs they have a lot of that money comes from the athletes back of promotion and marketing mm -hmm. by doing their hard work on the field and you're reaping res rewards on the opposite end. Yeah. One thing I found that was interesting, so I had Aaron Brown yeah. on the podcast a couple of months ago yeah. and he was sharing to me about how not only do they not get pay they get paid for world championships, not Olympics, yeah. and how the media is so strict on what they can and can't do if certain corporations are yeah. sponsoring not the Olympics, they yeah. can't post that, like shout out to sponsor me, they can't mention anything. <laughs> like, I don't know how, like, was it strict, like similar kind of thing back then or was it or Very was strict. Just media? Um, one thing you have to understand, and, and I said this is where my knowledge, my experience comes in play by watching mentors and things, speak with yeah. my lawyer, what is the gray line? Without crossing. How can I play in the gray zone? Yeah, how do we get us close to that line? Right? Of, so, for, sure. for me, all my sponsors who got me there, yes. trust me, I give them a shout out. 100%. And I tell those Olympic people, you can sue me. I'm okay. Yeah. Right? Because guess what? I've prepared, my lawyers prepared everything in case we get sued. That kind of advertisement, we can't afford to pay. Right. So guess what? They're just going to leave me alone. <laughs> right? So I remember uh, I got the haircut, right? Yeah. Uh, with the relay blast off of my head. Yes. Right? Amazing. I had my Inco hat on because I wanted to cover it. Yeah. And I had my Adidas glasses on and my different sponsors on, William Resource and stuff. Nice. Right? And they said, oh, you can't wear all those stuff. I said, watch me. I walked out. Now, I made a, a, a comment to one of my favorite photographer, uh, Peter Williams, and I said, this is what I'm going to plan. And I spoke to um, uh, Ron McLean, and this is what I'm planning. Nice. And as soon as uh, Peter came over and took a photo, all of a sudden, 10,000 cameras rushed me. I already vision everything. Right? I'm on the jumbo screen. I'm taking over Atlanta. Right? I uh, said, so now i got to blast. Down Georgia. Yeah, i, I got to blast off. Yeah. Right? Amazing. So, um, and now we have to win. Mm -hmm. Become Mr. Blastoff. 100%. So when all that happened, and then uh, every TV I went on, I got my hats, I got my outfits, I got everything ready. I know all they want to see. Can I see that? Can I see the uh, the haircut? So guess what? Right away, the cameras are going where? To you my to, face. Because you have to take your hat off. I got to take my hat off. My logo getting prime time. My glasses getting prime time. So everything now is getting prime time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Amazing. And guess what? The next day, I talked to um, the guy from William Resource, Diamond Mine, and he goes, Oh, by the way, Love the logo. Our stocks, were, we made over a million dollars the next day by people no. seeing and buying stock. So I understand the viewing. People go lock in and boom. Amazing. Right? So I was like, oh, got a nice bonus there again. Yeah. <laughs> right? So overall, awesome. I'm thinking about all the pieces yeah. and how I can brand and market it myself. So if you talk to Ron McLean, Ron McLean says, Robert is a brilliant man. You can put him on a skateboard or ice. This boy can sell as shit out of Eskimo. I'll call Whatever him you want. to ask him specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? What do you think? So, overall, an ice Eskimo. I, I had the vision yeah. and understand the yeah. marketing and the packaging behind it. Right. But knowing if I do something, there is a repercussion, good or bad. Mm -hmm. am, I allowed, am I willing to live with the bad? Right. There's the risk. Right? Because there's always a risk. Always so, there. by... Having conversation and dialogue with my lawyer back and forth, I can make a concrete decision whether I go ahead or not. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And by doing that, I'm one guy. 
So, right. me versus the IOC. Who do you think gonna win by the people's? Me. IOC, yeah. Not only yeah. that, they won't win. Not only that, if they're coming, I already have doctors and staff and says, listen, right. it was, I was running so fast, my, my temperature started cooling, I was going to catch a cold, so yeah. I needed to wear my hat and stuff. Oh yeah, we had it all planned out. Man. <laughs> right, so, when, you, when you're thinking of <laughs> the nonsense with the, the, um, the Olympics saying, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. If the athlete is wise enough and have wise people around him, and look at the rules and regulation they can yeah. move through that <laughs> right interesting and guess what if they cross the line they must be willing to deal with the consequences right there is that right? and for me for. i'm a rebel i'm from Sudbury, man <laughs> you know? yeah we don't really we kind of go against the grain way up north here <laughs> yeah right? you know a little on me up north you gotta push the boundaries a little bit so uh i wasn't scared to 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 even now, I would never be scared to go fight the always the IOC yeah. if if I strongly 100% feeling about something, mm -hmm. and I know I'm right. I'll take them on any time. <laughs> Calculate a risk, right? I got the people, man. I'm the people's man. <laughs> people's man. Let's go. Oh, that's awesome. So, I managed to find a video, and I want you to tell me about it. You live commentated mm -hmm. in Jamaica. For the 2012, <laughs> the relays. Yeah, correct. That's right, my brother. What the? Well, what happened? That well, sounds insane. I did it my epic. I, I did my own commentator. So this is what happened. So I was in Vancouver at the time, and I had the family. I'm like, okay, should yep. we fly over to uh, England? So I'm like, you know what? I, we can't take the whole family over to England. No. Right? And I couldn't get a hold of my buddy over there and take it. So I'm like, you know what? That's I gotta change my money into pound. That's like two and a half. I'm like, no, nah, I don't have that kind of jet. <laughs> so I said, the next best thing is I need to fly into Jamaica instead. Yeah. So we took the whole family down yeah. to Jamaica. Oh and I wanted to be in the heart right. of what's going to happen. So I'm in halfway tree here. There's a spot in Jamaica. The whole, they bring people bring pot covers. Like, you know, the pot covers. They bring horns. They bring, they're standing on buildings, buses. They haven't been. It's a party. Yeah, it's extreme. It's, eh? it's like when Vancouver in 2010, you had amazing. over 100,000 people yeah. there. It was amazing. So I wanted to live stream and watch Jeez. the the uh, people's reaction because I know Jamaica's going to turn up the place. And 100%. if I can't get to London, the next best place is to go into it the heart. a better place. Yes! Are you kidding? Oh, well, he can party right <laughs> after that. <laughs> Look at oh, yeah. So I got there and I'm recording and I'm like, yeah. hey, hey. And it was amazing, man. The authentic, the the passion, Jeez. the love, the food, the you can just see everything and smell and it was breeze. And the crazy Jeez. thing is, every time Hussein Bolt about to race, yeah. one hour before, a tropical storm, the a lightning, one no. hour before every race. Every race! Storms are coming, baby. Like, oh, the boat is here! Jeez. And every race, it would start lightning and thunder no. an hour before, and then all of a sudden, you boom! Knew. It's like it's over. Oh. Then we know. Uh oh. It, yeah. So the, yeah, you gotta experience that. Even a high school meet. I want to bring my athletes there. Um, yeah. by next year, we have the biggest high school meet in North America. Over fifty thousand people sell out within minutes to, for that track meet. Come on, man. Oh yeah, and just the energy alone. Celebrities are flying. Oh, I can imagine. And that's where so many records are falling because yeah. as a high school, it's massive. Outside of there, the next Jeez. biggest high school. Was my high school meet in Sudbury? We had ten thousand people came up. Celebrities were flying in. I, I even showed up in a limo. I couldn't even stay in my house leading into Austin, man. I had to stay at a hotel, locked down and everything. No. So they wouldn't know my phone was ringing off the hook at the house. My mom losing her mind. We roll up in a limo, you know, and they're like, "What? Oh yeah, I'm here to put some smack down." No. That's the kind of energy, man. Dude, that, that's that, incredible. Oh, oh, I'm telling you, cheerleaders, everything. We are the whole Yeah, man, you got to bring your swag right. So even oh, now, geez. I'm trying to prep my son. Well, poor kid. Like, we're trying to prep <laughs> some cheerleaders for him. So when he start to roll up to his meets, the cheerleaders yeah. come out. Go lion, go lion. Uh, uh, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, oh, that's awesome. That's what we're missing is entertainment in the sports yeah. right now. So... I because I've competed in track up through high school, elementary school, and stuff, yeah. and there was a lot of things that I noticed, like 
would have added to that atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be, oh, you know, even just like having your friends and family made your race different, right? Yeah. It creates that emotion behind you and you're able to kind of, if you channel it right, yeah. you can use it and then all of a sudden there's this energy going around. You're like, oh man, every time Robert was racing, it was just... It's electric in the arena in the stadium. It's like, geez. Yeah, it's finding a way to kind of almost make things, like making sports, there has to be a bit of an entertainment aspect to it. There has but to I, be. I think in sports that you can't script, that has to be like a personality, right? Which is, I think, why it would it hit off for you, right? Like you yeah. said, like there's a personality... It's unique, like, oh, the young kid, Flash coming in, just doing, you know, it's going fast, you not know, caring, um, talking all the crap, you know. You have, the sports and entertainment goes well together, and yeah. I'm training some super awesome young ladies right now, and we went to a meet a few weeks ago, nice. and uh, my job, one, one person in particular, uh, little Ava, um, she is nine, and she says to me, I don't like to lose, coach. And I said, perfect, neither do I. We'll get along just fine, <laughs> right? So Amazing. Uh, mentally, she's strong, and but she'll always need more. So we do a lot of mental coaching. Nice. And she shows up at the track meet. She's not even in shape because we came out of lockdown and she didn't do the Zoom training. Yeah. Uh, so we only That's did tough. like three weeks of training on the, in the hallway, piece of crap hallway, but we make it work because yeah. uh, they, they know who they have as a coach. Yeah. And showed up at the meet and a young girl says, all right, coach, I'm here for three gold medals. I said, three? She said, yes, I'm in three events, and I want three goals. I said, why is that? I love when they cling together, coach. It's one of the <laughs> beautiful sound. Amazing. I said, okay, baby girl, all right. So here Amazing. We, so we warm her up, and her mother's there, and I said, mommy, you're the manager. You can shake her legs out, massage and stuff. Yeah. I don't do all that stuff. Um, right? So um, I did my portion. The mom's good. For gave, sure. I gave her her role. The daughter knows her role. Yeah. And I said, all right, let's go. So we go to the starter. Rule number one, you go and you thank all the officials and the volunteers. Introduce yourself. Um, that way, if anything goes yeah. down, you have mannerism. And they also love and respect, and they will love and respect you. Right. So you always introduce yourself and build that rapport right away. For sure. So she did that, and we're doing warm-up and stuff, and the semifinal came up because um, the top eight moved to the finals in the 60. Yeah. Boom! She came blazing out the blocks. Girls are like, the stadium was like, what the hell happened? Who's that? All right, I'm up there recording. I said, oh, you haven't seen nothing yet. So she crossed the line. She goes, all right, coach, we got one. One down, one more round to go for my gold. <laughs> so we realized it's 10 minutes before the finals. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of them are not prepared for back-to-back -back like that. I prepare all my athletes. So I said, don't worry, let's go. That was warm-up. So she goes in. Once again, 10 minutes later, tear down the whole stadium, run the fastest time in the country. Let's go. Goes, one down, coach. Two to go. I said, all right, then call the mommy over. She went yeah. and got her snacks, shake her legs up, massage. Yeah. She played a little bit, and then the hurdles come up after lunch. I'm warming up for her hurdles. Boom, lock that down too. Blow the whole field Jeez. away. Parents yeah. are like, who the hell is that? What's going on? Right? She's yeah. like, the whole, the whole arena, stop. No. I'm like, that's something I do. <laughs> right? I stop the whole arena. The eyes is on here, folks. You need to it's watch. Proud coach so the, yeah, yeah. the girls are looking around and said, well, we know we can't win gold anymore. Yeah. So let's see if who am I going to beat for second. That's the kind of aura. That's what you want. That's the aura and think she, she, she drops off there. That no. little... You got to have that little extra special when yeah. people look at you and say, oh, I ain't going to effort this one today. Yeah, no way. Right? So the, the 200 comes up, the last event of the day, and, you know, uh, mom do her stuff. She gave mommy a hug and a kiss. I said, you're good to go. She talked to the family on the yeah. FaceTime. They encouraged her, said, baby, you got this, you got this. So I said, you know, Ava, yeah. you know, you're in heavy competition here. You're not that in kind of shape. She goes, coach. I said, I came here for three gold medals. All right, baby girl, let's go make it happen. So uh, they had two rounds before and four, four, four rounds. Yeah. So the fastest overall wins. Right. So I'm up in the gallery now and the parents are losing. I'm like, oh, my baby, my baby. So, okay. Uh, so Ava, she goes, yes, coach. So you're good? She said, yeah. I said, uh, you need to run 32 to win it because somebody just went 34. No problem, coach. I got this. Man, the girl came out flying out the corner. It's a bank, right? So yeah. it leads up and then she's, came off swinging, right, and on the back end. Yeah. And then one girl pulled up on her, she's like, uh-uh. So she Not pressed it again, and then she rolled up on the second bank yeah. going up. 
And then the other girl will start pushing again, coming off the bank. She looks over and realizes her cling cling is not going to happen. She put it in overdrive. Boom! 32 across the line. Let's go! Whoa! I said to that. Let's go! I, I'm telling you, aim at a heartbreak! Let's go! <laughs> All the parents are like, who was that? I said, look at the back of my jersey. That's right there, right there, right there. Get used to it. That's all you've been seeing. And that's what I'm telling oh, you. Man. There's so many awesome athletes in Sudbury that don't realize the potential. I believe in multiple sport athletes, guys. I yeah. train off at least 150 of them in Vancouver, mm -hmm. right? And now a lot of them play NFL, CFL, nice. representing Canada different sports. And I'm like, these athletes here has to do at least track because it balances all the other sports, mm -hmm. right? They don't have to do track full time, right? Right, but they should plug into the system for speed, explosive, body awareness, mindset. Yeah, there's a lot to it. That's oh, it's relative and everywhere. I, yeah, and I'm quite shocked that I, I don't have over 300 athletes yeah. in this city. <laughs> you don't right? say. But yeah, it's been a challenge, um, but it's getting better. But you know, as I said, right now the ladies run. I have what 90% of my clients are are ladies. And then, mm. yeah, then they're tearing on the place. It's gonna be a great summer because now track Amazing. is gonna open back up. Uh, uh, in person too. Uh, they're gonna Stay. they're gonna light up Northern Ontario, baby. They're gonna be missing <laughs> something. They're gonna be craving it. Oh man! Oh, oh it's gonna be epic to watch. Jeez. So you mentioned something interesting. So I'm sure there's so there's a wide range of clients you deal with in terms yeah. of athletes specifically. What I want to know is like, what's your mental training process like? Because I'm sure that's like. The same, if not more important than the physical, right? Absolutely. Um, for me, I always say in training, it's going to be 70% physical, 30% mental. And we flip that over in competition time. Um, because in training, my 30% involve weekly. We'll do YouTube, um, like a message from YouTube, the nice. motivational stuff, and yeah. I'll play that through practice. Awesome. And set the tone of the week. Yeah. All right? And then each follow-up to each practice, I'm having a specific topic and different mindset. Right. So I'm training that. So as we go into race time, like for outside, we yeah. do specific stare down, someone spitting, um, a lot of different Things that happens in uh, car room, okay. kind of get them intimidation, used to it and everything. intimidation. Yeah. I have uh, the young one versus the tall one, yeah. the this one versus the that one, because they're gonna be a variety that they haven't seen. Right, they haven't seen it yet, right. and they have to be prepared when that happens. Right. How do you react and how you step up? And, and this way you can kind of the control moment. the reactions to get them back to that moment. Right, right. Nah, so I prep all of that stuff yeah. because I said championships. Folks, you gotta know me. I, I train for championships. Yeah. If you lose in between, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because guess what? Losing is an opportunity to learn something. Hundred percent. But you go to a championship, yeah. you should have learned your yeah. stuff not to lose by now. Yeah. You should put that together. This is where it's put together. Moment. Yeah, in that moment. <laughs> right? So they call me as a coach. They call me the championship coach because uh, you know they, they'll be running around carrying on. Oh, ask me what happened. Your athlete got roughed up. I'm like, listen, man. Don't talk Listen. to me right now. Talk to me at the championship yeah. when they're holding the medals and stuff. Right? Cling, cling, it, it, baby. Yeah, cling, cling. In between that, I really don't care, yeah. man. It's education. It's learning we're learning. Part. We're having some fun. Right. We're back to the drawing board. But when it comes to a championship, yeah. we've got it personal. We're coming to put some smack down. And boxes of Kleenex. Yeah. They're bringing the boxes of Kleenex with them, too. Oh, don't cry. Here you go. Cry to your mama. Yeah. It's <laughs> and, free on the house. And yeah. that's the thing that we're also missing yeah. is trash talk. Yeah, we're missing some good trash talk in the track, and it's all fun and games too. Like it's, like it's not personal, right? It's not yeah. attacking kids. Well, well you and gotta mothers no, you gotta that, know right, who you're trash talking to. Right, <laughs> right? that's that mental. Yeah. Yeah. you know, you gotta know who you're gaming and stuff, yeah. and having a arrive with trash talk. And I also said you can still be friends. Right, 100%. but have a little nice trash talk on the side. I only trash talk my friends. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, win or lose, even yeah. even at practice. Right now, I have them trash talking because we're going to championship in a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right, now, all right. Nice. It's time for some trash talking because somebody's going to trash talk to you. Where are you going to scare them back up? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Coach, we didn't train for this. Oh, uh, like, no. You know where you're training? Yeah. Freaking Sunbury. Rock. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't throw a stone in the glass house. Right? And throw back. <laughs> right? Words ain't going to hurt too much. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Not at all. No. I'll smack her with your speed. <laughs> so that's, that's the it. idea, right? So some yeah. good trash talk. We're missing that. So. Take us through kind of the transition, like leaving into um, 
leaving athletics yeah. and going into business. business. Take us through that process. I'm really interested on how uh, that that's going. That one that went. transitioning from sports to business. I think that was a little bit more challenging. Uh, that's something I would love to see. Sort of a mentorship with Athletics Canada with that. All the athletes and the young is transitioning from sports into suits, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, for myself, once again, it's self-taught yeah. and seeking mentorship um, within those area. So when I left the sport, I I was doing some motivational speaking at the time. Yeah. I was doing more of those, um, and so I started to transition to say, let me do more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, they know me as Blast Off. On the West Coast, they know me as Robert Esme because now I transitioned sort of in back into the business yeah. world, right? So um, I was dealing with speaking and conferences, yeah. engagements, and then I re- I stumbled over the years a couple of well, some mentor who says, "Hey, I'm doing a workshop in Australia, uh, um, Athens, yeah. different Berlin, right? Uh, Amazing. Could you come in?" work with me mm-hmm. so I'm like do what let's demonstrate the drills and different things yeah so I was like oh, okay fine and then went over and we get paid good money f- you know fly. Nice. we just chill yeah. out I uh, spent a few days in the city and enjoy myself right oh yeah you can't not I, and then um, at the time my old coach he was working with some athletes and he didn't trust too many people so when he has to go away he says Robert can you be my assistant coach and, and work with these guys till mm-hmm. I come back so all of a sudden find myself coaching <laughs> huh. right yeah. so I go to like medical conferences with Dr. Kelsick and I'm the only person there that don't have a medical degree so huh. then they said you know what let's make you honorary doctor so I said okay and they gave me a lab yeah, coat and called me speed doctor Amazing. And that's how the speed doctor became alive, yeah. right? And ah, <laughs> and then amazing. we took there and said, okay, let's make a business with it. So yeah. I, I started out in the sports side and I said to, um, um, at the time I said, all sport requires speed. So we rebrand Blast Off to Air Blast Off because yeah. it has to be that urgency where you, if you can't breathe, you die. Right. And most yeah. speed and most sports... Great moments happen in mid-air. The guy throwing the ball, yeah. whatever it is, diving on the puck, uh, through the ice. Majority of speed happens in mid-air. Yeah. And great memories. So I said, it's got to be airborne. So if you got your wings, air, you got to fly, mm-hmm. blast, this is to start, off is to finish, air blast off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, rhymes with Air Jordan. And now we got my own brand, air blast off. <laughs> so that's how we come up with air blast off instead of blast off back in the mm-hmm. days. And then we said, okay. Then um, I had the first uh, two clients. One of them played kabaddi. It's an Indian sport, cross between wrestling and uh, wrestling and um, sort of. Um, you said kabaddi. 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 Yeah. Okay. But it's major, powerful in British Columbia and some parts of the world. In BC, kabaddi, a tournament, they get ten thousand people. Yeah. to come and watch this kabaddi thing so i'm training yeah, this yeah. guy uh ali uh right and he became the best kabaddi player in the world no all of a sudden i have a truckload of kabaddi athletes coming over from the train for speed and explosive <laughs> right yeah then i had um i was doing this from my basement of my place right. when i was renting right and then i end up with a little soccer player um, he was a little chubby. I call him Spaghetti. Like, like he, he couldn't do one push-ups or nothing. I had a belt underneath him. I'm holding one side. His father's holding the other side. And we're doing push-ups with him and just to help him yeah, assist. Just to get him yeah, going. Yeah. yeah, amazing. This guy now is six foot four. He plays uh, soccer in Europe now, right? This is the the, the stuff we developed. That's a crazy then, transition. Then man. we had um, a couple, yeah. few CFL guys yeah. that we train, and now that played in CFL. For how many years? NFL. So now yeah. I'm starting to get athletes from all different sports. Yeah. <laughs> and then start training them. Amazing. So I roll up into a, a gym and I walk in with my doctor coat, my, my iPad at the time, mm-hmm. and my tetoscope around my neck like a doctor. All right? <clears throat> so people, the whole room stopped. Yeah. They're like, holy shit, why is he here? What's the doctor doing here? And it's a speed doctor, my, my lab Amazing. coat. Amazing. So they're like, oh, what's a speed doctor? I said, ma'am. She's in, her, she's in her 60s. Uh, she says, I said, when you go to the doctor and you have a cold, 
and they prescribe you medication. Does it guarantee to make it work? She goes, no. So what do you do when it doesn't work? I go back and yell at the doctor and give me a new one. Okay. When you come to me for speed, yeah. I guarantee you also you get your money back that you you're got come back. You can make me fast? Know? I said, I can make anybody fast. I'll make you so fast, woman, you catch a cold. She goes, this is my new trainer. <laughs> I found him. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to come over and want me to train That's them. That's that stethoscope <laughs> power, man. That's right? incredible. So when you think of marketing and branding, yeah. when you go to Tim Hortons, they're known for pin bits and, tim, and yeah. coffee. Tim, yeah. You, yeah, you go to McDonald's, they're known for the Big Mac. Yeah. You go to Burger King, they're known for Whopper. Yeah. When, you, when you see me, I am known for speed. Speed, yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. I can do other things, but I'm, I decide to specialize in speed. So you need to be fast. Yeah. If you don't call me, you call the wrong person. I have a program that can make you fast within under six weeks. Yeah. I'm blazing fast. <laughs> right? I have a lot of uh, combine athletes call me. Hey, I, I need to get ready. I need to run a certain time for combine. It's like three weeks in. I said, and you need to run what? Do I look like Jesus to you? But we'll see what we can do, but please, yeah. I need minimum six weeks. I told you guys that. Yeah. You know, you give me three weeks, you're asking for miracles. But yeah, you, you know, get hurt. Yeah, I need you to go to church, I need you to pray, and bless on it that your speed is up to the right part by then. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it's amazing, you know. Man, that's awesome. That's really, like, man, that's, uh, so that's just air blast off, That's correct? air blast off, and now we moved into... Yeah the um the retail world because mm -hmm. i love customers and i love service yeah. i end up uh working for full-time at fazani i was sports check back then yeah. um my friend hired me at the time i was going back to school to do kinesiology and took the summer job he's like oh let's take the summer job i need some help at the store yeah. it was like the number six store in uh, the country six, right so um it's a 10 million dollar store yeah. amazing <laughs> right? yeah. so, the department we went in and he says could you take over the sport check and the yeah. coast mountain which is like a mountain co-op like high end yeah right so i took over the, both the footwear department as a full time within a month they realized there's mad money coming out of this department so uh mr F uh fazani one of the vp flew yeah. in to, to richmond and uh sat me down and says who are you and then he said what are you doing here you're an olympian why are you working here in this thing i said what's your plans i said well not to do footwear stuff because yeah. I want to use my brains a little bit more, but you know I needed to get in. Mm. So it says, okay, you know what? We need to uh, do some stuff. Tell me a secret why we're making so much money out of the store uh, all of a sudden. So it says, okay, I can't give you the job, but you need to. We're gonna fly into uh, Calgary and I'm gonna go through an interview process. Yeah, formality thing, <laughs> yeah, right? right? And then he flew me in the following week. Yeah. He picked me up. He said, "What's for lunch?" I'm like, "Lobster and steak." It's not lobster my budget. It's not my budget. Not my budget. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we got it all. Yeah, Page yeah, one yeah, in the menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're gonna get lobster and steak, and we had our meeting. And uh, by the time I'm finished, I signed the agreement, and I'm the new uh, district uh, uh, regional manager for West Coast, right? Yeah, and yeah. then he hired a couple other ones for the other regions. And I grew the region the first year by $68 million. Gee. <laughs> right? And cool. we just tore yeah, up the place. Congrats. So I went there for about three and a half years. And then from there, I took a year off. I was like, okay, let's get out of here. Decompress. Yeah. Um, the Olympic was in Vancouver 2010. I'm enjoying my process. Mm -hmm. I figured I wanted to try build a Blastoff brand. Mm -hmm. So we've got about 80 clients now. Um, but for some reason, I didn't want to do it full time. I want to have like uh, opportunity for my EI and all the different things and yeah. benefits, all right? So um, I met a gentleman uh, during the Olympics um, in a medical company mm -hmm. doing orthotics, bracing, footwear, assessment stuff. So oh. um, I was going to actually move back to Vancouver, I mean to Sudbury, yeah. all right, uh, to Toronto anyway. And um, he said, no, no, let's give it a try, whatever. And uh, I said, all right, let's give it a try. Yeah. Um, and I said, let me run it like my own business. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone because it was a head office. When you're at head office, it's heavy heat. Like other yeah. stores, it took a while for those managers to get there. So yeah. I have the CEO, the founder, everybody up top above me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't make no mistakes downstairs. No, you don't say. So uh, overall, it was, uh, at the time, it was a $550,000 store. Jeez. So I said, tell you what, yeah. I'll give you a three-year plan. Um, after that, I don't think I'm going to stick around, but for the next three years, I'll make this a million dollar store. Amazing. All right, so we went in and worked hard, put the head down. There's some ups and downs, but every year we make at least 15% above the year before. Perfect. And by the time three years was up, I was a million dollar store. Nice. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, anything I want? And he's like, hey, what do you want? Yeah. So I was like, challenge is done now. 
Yeah. <laughs> so was I ended up being there for seven years, and uh, I said I'm gonna move back to suburb. My mom needs my help, mm -hmm. and it's, um, so I said because um, at the time we weren't talking. I want my own. I want to own. I don't want to right. run manager store. No. I want to. I don't want, I, I want to be yeah. able to do what you're doing. Yeah. So I want to play golf a little bit more. I want to teach people to do my job ninety percent, and then I can go do other things that yeah. I love. So I said, okay, all right, we'll give you ownership. Nice. To open up a store in Sudbury, uh, whenever you're ready, and we haven't opened one yet. And then that's how it went. I went when I moved back. I figured the transition would have been good, where I could build my blast off permanently mm -hmm. as a full-time business. Um, but a lot of fight back with different parts of the city and the different nonsense. I'm like, that's so frustrating. I have a key to the city, and what does it open up? Shit. <laughs> right? So I, you know, I be creative and think. Yeah. I'll, you know, and then I said, you know what? I was going to work with a, a gentleman at the time, and I said, if you give me X amount, I'm good. And some ownership. Because yeah. I'm not going to build your business, and I don't own a piece of it. Right. There needs to be that incentive, right? A anymore, yeah. right? So we moved on, uh, and then I said, okay, well, let me take a different job. Give me all my benefits. Yeah. It, it gives me an opportunity to to leverage myself where... If something should happen to my mom, I don't want to live here anymore. Right. I can transition back to Vancouver or wherever else, and the transition is mm. smooth. So I took it with the source, and then um, start tearing up the numbers over there right. once again. Yeah. But I look at it as education. Any job I've always taken is I'm getting paid to learn something. Yeah. Right? That's how I look at it. Does that mentality, though, Robert, start to not help like the job not feel so shitty yeah you know yeah like for lack of a better word yeah well you have to look at it as an experience of growth i'm getting paid to learn stuff yeah. new so and i've never been into electronics well i've built my own stuff at the house but i've never really dive into electronics but yeah. i look at it as an avenue where i can move into corporate very quickly right with all my other skills and move into another department or take over another department that's how i look at it mm. so it's a stepping stone you need to get your feet in there once you get your feet in, in there you get noticed because all of a sudden yeah. like, boom i'm on conferences i'm doing different things now with the company yeah. <laughs> right and then boom they shut down all three stores except for one uh in sudbury i know i'm like snap i'm jobless my side business yeah. i'm jobless because of the lockdown right ah, so horrendous. now i have to pivot so um it happened february last year yeah i'm working with a client and he showed me an idea he was been sitting on for about a couple of years um i said boom i'm in so i said but i said i have a couple job interviews um so he says what is going to take for you to be on board i said i want ownership and i want x amount of dollars and he's like okay honey can you bring the checkbook over and boom amazing I didn't sign a deal just gave me he said yeah. My SIN number, my money's in my handshake, account. Handshake, that's it. A handshake. Uh, my agreement came in about three weeks later. Amazing. My paperwork of ownership of the company, which now we call Critique. Epic, and, yeah. Um, and uh, first time I, I get to be in technology from the ground floor. Because most people, they get like Apple. You get when everybody, Apple's already big. Yeah. <laughs> right? So now I'm into technology, which everyone so far on the platform said this is going to be one of the next biggest thing. And like we've got superstar celebrities everywhere. Um, to be able to give back that's what I love to do is help people and when we can do that now and I think the right place at the right time mm -hmm. right I get to I get leave work at two o'clock I pick my son up at for three two two forty five yeah and I have the rest of the day go hang out with him and then go work with the other athletes and things that I love so now I have a balance of yeah I, I'm okay pay wise do more of the things that I love. Amazing. And hopefully in a few more years, I'm yeah. fully retired, traveling the world and helping people other other areas. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So that's yeah. The, the, the business side. The business side of it, eh? Yeah. So with business-wise and yeah. everything, I like, uh, we could do this two parts. I want to, because I want to ask you a question about what is the best piece of like through all the mentors you've had yeah. coaches right peers that you've either received a piece of advice or wisdom that's kind of been presented to you presented to you mm -hmm. but you found has stayed with you over time can we do two two separate answers one for business related specifically mm -hmm. if possible and then one if um one for overall 
This is advice that someone has given me. Make sure you own some own piece of whatever you're doing. Um, and I, I realize that, I notice that when you're putting your love, heart and passion into yeah. something, to build something for someone else, yeah. I know, and giving them the opportunity to play more, do more, and you realize I'm doing most of the work and I don't own it. I don't own piece of it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So when I look at it is you need to have something that can provide you with unlimited income while you sleep or mm -hmm. you wake. While you wake or sleep. Mm -hmm. That's the best business advice. Um, so now when I was in a position to have an option mm -hmm. and that's why I always do two jobs growing up. Yeah. I always have two cars growing up. I always have two certain things because I want to have the option. If my one car broke down, I have time to get it fixed. I just switch in the next one and I'm gone. Amazing. <laughs> right? Till yeah. it's fixed. Right? Same thing job-wise. If I lose a job, yeah. I, have have another a, job. I, have, I have something that can turn yeah. into a full-time. Right. Right? So even in BC, uh. I had over 100 and something clients. I could do my sports business full-time. Yeah. It gave me the both options. Amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. But now, um, I, after that, I said, that's why I went back to the deal and says, I love it. I want to be part of it, but I need to own some of it, mm -hmm. right? And once he says yes, the, the other partners, I'm like, all right, we'll figure out all the other details after, <laughs> right? But because now I'm putting in my love, I'm putting my hard yeah. work because I want to make sure it's, in, it's successful because now I have a stake in the game now, right? Right? They want to make it successful, now they have a stake in the game. So that would be my advice to anyone. You're going to trade time for money, mm -hmm. right? If you're going to trade time for money, make sure you love or like what you do. Yeah, at least. Eh? And willing to maximize the opportunity yeah. to be successful. Right? And make sure it pay you enough yeah. where you don't mind being used. Right. Yeah. You got <laughs> to right? right? make the balance. Yeah. You don't mind being used, yeah. but there's a cost to the use. Right. Right? And if you can't, then try to own along the way. Yeah. And that's how that's I look hard. at it. Uh, even, you know, even all the jobs that I've taken, because I, I was into fashion and I wanted to have my clo own clothing line. Mm -hmm. So when I took the job with Sportcheck, was to learn everything about clothing, footwear. Jobs to learn. And so that. when I got with Sportcheck, I went to every manufacturer. Because I have to learn from every manufacturer. And I went into their warehouse and I see uh, how everything is built and yeah. broken down. So it gave me that expertise, which I couldn't get access to right. in a regular lifestyle. Interesting. Right? So yeah. now I learn everything about fabric, where it's made up, where it's coming from, how much is this, yeah. how much is the cost. And now I build that relationship and I build also the relationship with Sportcheck to say, you know what, if I drop my own clothing line, I can call head office and say, hey, it's Robert Esme. I'd like to show my line of clothing and it gets me right in the door. Amazing. Right? Yeah. So everything I'm doing, I'm doing with a grand scale yeah, of big the view. The big picture of... And then I move backwards. And... Some of my teammates, they don't understand the yeah. way I think. They're like, oh, Robert's an idiot. He's a clown. That's how it may seem to them because of my energy system. Right. But I always look at a global picture and mm -hmm. then move in and then plan it out and yeah. execute. <laughs> All right? And same thing with this business. We look at a global aspect of it and move in and now we'll start putting the things in place. And right? yeah. trust me, within a year from now, to be the biggest platform out there on the, on the global stage. Yeah, you don't say. Jeez, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, Robert, before uh, we end this, I want you to tell everybody kind of where they can find you, where they can uh, connect with you, be a part of what you're doing, kind of. Well, absolutely in Sudbury. Um, currently, my website, um, we just shut down both of them. The, Sorry, they're in um, rebuilding. Uh, I want to redesign it. Nice. It'll be airblastoff.com. And for my speaking, it'll be robertesme.com. Uh, in the meantime, I'm all over different social media, same thing. Um, yeah. You can reach me at robertesme at gmail um, in the meantime. And um, anything service-wise, uh, reach me at critique.com, um, where the world experts come in and give accelerated feedback 
to people all over the world. Amazing. Um, that's from if you want to learn basketball, shooting, dribbling. We've got Trey Young, shooting coach. We've got Jeez. NBA players, Major League Baseball, hockey, yeah. hockey players, that's chefs, cool. yeah. educators, sports psychologists, whatever you want. It's like a, a coach in your pocket, <laughs> right? We're giving you, yeah, we're giving you years of experience and knowledge with accolades. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting idiots giving you feedback, but we're giving you personalized feedback specifically for that individual. Yeah. Based on whatever they're learning, studying, even uh, podcasts. Yeah. yeah. We've got podcast specialists who's built, learn how to build your own podcast with millions Amazing. of people. You give your, your questions or your, your thing that you're working on, yeah. you break it down and say boom, boom, boom. For next for a fraction of anywhere from twenty to 80, 80 bucks for two minutes, and yeah. tell you exactly what you're doing. Business, we have venture capital. Skip the dishes, CEO. He's on the platform. Amazing. <laughs> right? yeah. I reached out to him. He's like, I was like, this is brilliant. I'm like, can I have you on? He's like, yeah, man, you got me. Whatever you need, man. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, just to. That's amazing. I wake up and my son's like, Daddy, who are you talking to? And what part of the world are you talking to now? Yeah. Right. I'm talking to people from all over the world, from all different industry. Yeah. Right. Um, that sees this is brilliant. Why didn't I think of this? Well, it's too late now. <laughs> right. Because now yeah. that we launch and everything, but uh, you know, just to be able to imagine being in business, mm -hmm. you have a. A business deck you need someone to take a look at yeah right and we both know how important ma not making your own mistake um, is important by not making your own mistake by learning from others we know uh, that yes. so if you can get Mark Cuban for instance on the platform it says um, Mark Cuban here's my pitch deck eight page mm -hmm. this is the best stuff can you or your staff look it over and yeah. give me your best feedback 500 bucks boom you know how many people will do that because that mistake you would have made would cost you millions of dollars. Yeah, down the line, big down picture line. of it. Yeah. yeah, and it costs you five. Oh. No stress. No stress. We're tearing stuff up over here, folks, and it's costing you say five hundred bucks. Yeah, we have we have uh, artists, uh, producers, and all that stuff on the platform. You know how many people yeah. want want to get onto American Idol? A lot. You go big on your imagine. phone and you, you do a one minute bar of singing something. You pick the expert that you want to critique you. Yeah. Goes in, break it down. And says right here, fix this, boom, right there, boom. Guess yeah. what? Not only that, that producer could say what? You know what? I want this person on my label. God. Yeah, I'm true. The, I'm the first one that... There's opportunity the there. Opportunities, yeah. right? For both parties. Yeah, it's not just feedback. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's the, the, the value alone to get someone's personalized feedback. Yeah. Yes, you're going to learn that from YouTube and different things, but it's not the same. It's not personalized. When it's personalized specifically to you. Right. You know, it's we call it accelerated learning, right? Yeah. In a sense. Um, because at the end of the day, what's better than, even a word of encouragement. If I had this growing up, I probably would have broke the world record already. Right? I'm doing, start doing more camps this year. Mm. I'm going to Mountain and different places. And I, they have no... Advanced coach there. So right. when I leave there, they're like, "How am I gonna get a hold of you?" Hit me up at critique.com. Yeah. Videotape what you need. Boom. I break it down, and it's I don't have to be a best friends with you. I right. do the job, and then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm there to help them. You want to be helped? Yeah. It's a win-win. Give you feedback. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> one Easy. girl. Yeah. One girl that I know. She got a uh, feedback from um from uh, Jordan Kilgallen. Yeah. She's a uh, grade nine. Oh no kidding! Nice. She wants to jump and touch and dunk one day. Yeah. Right? She needed help to jump and touch the backboard. Uh, she chose Jordan Kilgannon, one of the greatest yeah. dunkers. Greatest see. ever, yeah. Exactly. 50 inches, baby. <laughs> right? There you go. 50 yeah. inches. Right? Tie. He helped her. That's tie. Yeah. Two minutes, 50 bucks, and now she's touching the rim. And I'm pretty sure by grade 11 she'll be dunking. Oh, yeah. She keeps that up. And I'm sure she's going to go back every year for mm. something else. He's so intelligent when it comes to the approach of what, they're, what he's doing. It's like... 100% it's worth it. But, but the last piece I'm going to leave with the Sudbarian people is make sure you put on your seatbelt. It's going to be a crazy year going forward. Yeah. All my basketball experts were planning for them to come to Sudbury. Amazing. And we're going to have an event. So imagine we got a couple MBAs and different people on the platform, yeah. Jordan. We're going to have our own dunk competition, critique style. We'll be critiquing the dunks. Let's go. And the winner, I'm working uh, to make sure we get 50 grand to give them for the winner. Amazing. Right? 
And we'll even do a warm-up uh, our critique guys versus the Sudbury Five. It may be a little clinic by the time my guys have finished dunking throughout the whole game. Right? We got King Handle, one Let's of the go. best handles in the business, folks. <laughs> All these guys will be flying in. Right? When it comes to winter sport, we'll yeah. have a lot of NHL guys coming in. We'll host the camps. So different genre and categories I'll be putting on different events throughout the year for the Sudbury people to enjoy. Amazing. And guess what? It's from Sudbury Critique. Mm -hmm. Your own backyard. Let's go. We'll be getting celebrities, stars from all over the world to come in yeah. to Little Sudbury. Amazing. So there you go. That's amazing. Lock that down, baby. Right artists. All the big artists. Let's we'll go. No concert up in here, boy. <laughs> right, so yes, that's amazing. something you guys can look forward to as well is we're going to start putting a lot of events. And the other thing is we're going to tie that back with a lot of charities mm -hmm. um, within the community and give yeah. them back that way. Back. Um, that's something that we, as a team, we wanted to yeah. do when we build this platform is when we have the events, how can we put it back to the city and give right. back to some of those sports and develop them so we can be the best sports city or the best city, period, mm -hmm. in this country. Amazing. Because we're going to be having experts leaving yeah. the knowledge on us when, when they leave, when they're coming and out. Amazing. So there you go. Look forward to that. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to that. There you go. Jeez. We'll have a podcast specialist. Learn how to build your own podcast. You'll be part of the team, man. Let's go. So <laughs> how to set up your studio. It's uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing seeing what you're doing, being able to hear you share your story with myself, audience, and everybody today. I'm super grateful. I look forward to seeing what you make of everything going forward and I really appreciate your time, Robert. I know you're a busy Anytime. guy, so thank you very much. Anytime. Thank you very much. My, really son, my son wanted to come. I'm like, no, stay with Grandma and Grandma will hook you up. <laughs> but no, I, listeners, keep it locked. Make sure you're safe. Enjoy yourself. Live life to the fullest, but be safe. Don't right be on. don't be stupid. That's right? it. Stupid costs a lot, a lot more headache and stuff for you. Yeah. You can be smart be and smart. still make, and still have fun. Right? Facts. Clean fun, have fun, live life, Hug people, love people, hug your family. Don't go hug strangers. You, you, you get arrested. <laughs> yeah, amongst other things. So, right on. All Thank right. you, Robert. Anytime. Thank you, Anytime. guys. Peace out.